0: Hey, this is Gerd Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics, so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerds Handel and today I have a beautiful guest with me who is empowering women to become wealthy in their soul and their legacy. Juliet Tang helps visionary coaches and consultants create work that amplifies their vision and impact. She has been featured on Mind Body Green and the Elephant Journal. Juliet, it's an absolute pleasure having the show and thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much, Gerds. It's a pleasure to be here oh bless you I can't
0: believe it's been two years since we last spoke that's just madness
1: <laughs> it's been a while and so much has changed in that while <laughs>
0: and that's the bit I'm excited about like with time how much so many things can change it's, oh, it's beautiful
1: absolutely
0: and absolutely. <laughs> um, so my, li- my dear I want to talk about your personal journey so what was your life like before you became a feminine business coach
1: Oh my goodness. So I was actually doing a lot of work in the transformation world. So I was, (laughs) I was a spiritual teacher for a few years. I was a spiritual teacher for, um, millionaire and billionaire CEOs. I don't know how I landed that gig. It just happened to me. Um, (laughs) I was then a transformation coach, spiritual coach, energy healer, hypnotist, and I really worked with clients in terms of, um, helping them kind of like overcome their blockages as they were navigating their own awakening journey so that they could embody this truer and higher version of who they are. And I did that for years, actually. Um, Interestingly, what I found out, and I also worked a lot with shamanic medicine and helping people integrate after they go to medicine journeys. um, Mm -hmm. What I realized was that I kept on getting women entrepreneurs and what they really needed was business coaching. And I'm not just talking Mm. about strategies. (laughs) I find, I find that, you know, the the thing with strategies is that it it is important. These days I say, you know, online strategies, that framework, it is crucial. But Mm. what I'm finding with women and most women who are brilliant, who are, you know, they didn't just start the business, they're more experienced. They are, they are at the place where, their businesses and their income are not going to the next level, Mm. not because they haven't done enough transformation work, not because they don't have enough spiritual practices or awareness. It is actually because they haven't allowed themselves to embrace a framework that works for their business. And the way that I see it is that You know, when we're talking about inner transformation and inner work and our desires and our visions, all of those are feminine energies. And as women, I'm going to say most women are comfortable in the feminine. And I was one of these. I was (laughs) one of them For, for years. I was in that space. So whenever, let's say, I experienced, you know, like lack of growth or not hitting my income goals. The first thing that I would say to myself was, oh, my God, I need more inner work. Oh, my God, I have this money block. Oh, my God. You know, there's something (laughs) that is not right that I'm doing. You know, like I I need to be in another process. All of these are super important. But at the same time, there is the masculine aspect of everything, literally Mm. everything. As human beings, each of us is the embodiment or the union of feminine and masculine. Our business is an entity that is also the union of the feminine and masculine. So what I find out is for conscious entrepreneurs, um, for most women, they're kind of stuck in the feminine energy and not embracing the masculine. Um, There are women who are just going for the strategy, going for the kill going for the sales, but they're actually <laughs> not going for the feminine. So mm. the, there, and there are symptoms that go with that. You know, yeah. like when we're super in the feminine, usually our business is not growing. Our income is <laughs> stagnant. When we're super in the masculine, this we experience burnout. We experience mm. like we're just not in our bodies. We're living from our heads. And usually our health and our intimate relationships kind of start to suffer. And I've been through both ends. So mm. when I realized that the support that I could really give to women wasn't so much on the self-awareness or their spiritual level, even though all of these elements are present in my work, but it was really for me to support them in creating aligned framework strategies and then help them bridge the masculine and the feminine so that. They, they get to not only expand their businesses, expand their business model, their income, their success, their vision. But at the same time, as we're doing the work in the area of strategy, it is actually inviting them to then up level spirit, to then up level the self. So all of these three elements actually work simultaneously, which is which I find is the secret sauce to. <laughs> to embodying the fuller version of who we are in both our lives and our businesses and in our financial destiny but as of right now our world kind of lives in a place of separation we're kind Mm -hmm. of just taught you know just do this and you're going to grow your business or (laughs) just be in a transformation space if you work on yourself enough your business is going to grow itself without that bridge and Mm -hmm. my when I realized this piece, I realized that my highest medicine that I'm here to deliver isn't just transformation. It isn't just strategies. It's actually to be the bridge of both so that I can help conscious women merge spirit, self, and strategy. And this has worked extremely well in in the type of business coaching that I do. And I just see them quantum leaping. Um, and um and that has that has really been a super journey for me as well because I'm going to say that it started within myself first when I started seeing my own blind spots and also working with mentors that pointed out my own blind spots and these days I get to see where the blind spots are in you know in the women that I'm helping for the most part I'm going to say it is that masculine energy (laughs) (laughs)
0: wow yeah it's so true what you're saying everything um I was definitely in the other way I was more masculine energy growing up and then it was in my mid-20s I broke open and and it was like the feminine but then I went like to like you know you have like left and right so I went like whoa left and then like like I did with the the masculine side and then I had to find the middle gap like you said where the masculine and the feminine can like play together
1: and Mm -hmm. it took a
0: long time because like I think a lot of us as well, like we've been told to like work hard and succeed and that's the masculine energy, right?
1: Yes, and that's a little outdated too. That's that's kind of outdated, like hustle, you know, do you like your giving your like give your 18-hour um, days, hustle until you drop? That is outdated, and I feel yes. women are very intuitive. Partially why women unconsciously rebel against working with strategies and business framework is that automatically they're thinking about, oh my God, you're gonna make me work 18-hour days. I don't want to do that. I just want to sit in front of my computer and create content. So mm-hmm. that is partially that is a misconception because ultimately the masculine if we actually work with a conscious masculine energy as opposed to the more outdated masculine energy that our world is so used to the conscious masculine energy is meant to actually support our feminine Mm -hmm. expansion uh, as opposed to restricting her or limiting Mm -hmm. her or resist her you know or like fight against her and that's something that i find to me that's more of an inner journey and that's what that's when First, we usually work with strategy and then we dive back into the self. That's when I find for a lot of women, we, you know, let's admit it, we live in a society where there is outdated masculine energy. And this is not the same men are bad, women are good. This is just that both men and women have grown up with um, certain patterns that are very patriarchal, you know, Mm -hmm. so we're not necessarily in a balanced or hard, like, um, you know, Harmony, like we're not in a balanced harmony, the masculine and the feminine in world. So that then goes back to the self. And for me, that's like using money and business as access points for me to see that mm, the women are kind of not embracing the conscious masculine energy, which Mm. in my work I realized that the conscious masculine energy, masculine, is money. Money is masculine, it's not a feminine Mm. energy. This is this part of the reason why, you know, in my work, when I see a lot of women only working with the goddess energy and not so much the God consciousness, it shows in their finances because money is that money is the yang and we tend to operate way too much in the in. So it then goes back to the self and it allows me to see where, you know, as a woman, how we are not consciously embracing that more masculine energy, the inner masculine that's within ourselves. So it's a, it's literally like a journey, like a yo-yo, you know, <laughs> because feminine business coaching is we touch upon all three points and we go back and forth and one triggers the other, triggers the other. Mm. So when, stra- when we outgrow the strategy, it usually means that there's something in spirit and in self that we need to up level and then when we do that work it means that we need to go back to strategy strategy and then expand that so it's a very very interesting journey and it's just something that it took me years to kind of <laughs> understand these pieces and then to be able to integrate all of those
0: wow that's beautiful and it's just so fascinating what you're saying that it is true like what you're saying is that it's the old ideologies of feminine and masculine energy that a lot of us are kind of being stuck into. And once yeah. we tap into one or the other, then we have to realize that the other one actually benefits us as well. But we've not known that new side either. So it's Absolutely. coming to it's almost like um like an infinity sign, right? The yin and the yang. It really
1: is, it really is, because you can't just work separately with one energy and say yeah. I am embodying a more wholesome version of myself. You know, wholeness by definition is the the union of both polarities. So in everything that we do, we are, we are literally the embodiment of polarities. We're both God and human. We're both feminine and masculine. Yeah. So our, our creations, and this is something that I'm so passionate about, I find that women are usually more receptive, although I, I, I know a lot <laughs> of conscious men who are doing this as well. And I feel, and I know your work is all about, we are here to change the paradigm. Right. Like right now, there is this shift in the collective paradigm in which we are walking away from the older versions of the world of how things are done, of institutions and systems. We're walking into a new paradigm where we're here to create from a conscious place or co-create from a mm. conscious place. And I find a lot of women have awakened to this calling, whether they know it consciously or not. Eventually, they get to know themselves more, and then they mm. realize that this is the journey, this is the mission. So a lot of women are awakening to that. And um, they are leaving their jobs, like both of us did you know, yeah. years ago. <laughs> They're leaving their jobs because they feel like they have this higher soul's calling, and they feel like it's urgent. It's something that they need to do right now. So they're going into businesses as coaches, teachers, healers, medicine women, shamans, priestesses, in order for them to, to birth a new reality collectively. But the way it's it's harder for them, you know, um, when their businesses are not supporting them, mm. because it's really hard to create that impact when we don't have the income. And um, for a lot of them, the journey actually does it's kind of like an external journey that also mirrors the internal journey in which we need to alchemize these energies within ourselves first. We need to be able to shed that outdated feminine energy and outdated masculine energies within ourselves first and come to that more wholesome place before we can birth that reality, whether individually or collectively. So I feel the women and this is my perspective on why many women struggle in their businesses is because they are kind of caught in the inner alchemy but they're not necessarily <laughs> um, they're not necessarily operating from a more union like unity type of place in order to project that reality outward so they're just mm-hmm. kind of like caught in the feminine and not so much you know leaning into embracing a new way Uh, the masculine can support them. masculine is here to always support to lead and also to anchor right so a lot of times we're kind of like creating from our heads from the upper chakras (laughs) we're not anchoring enough and that anchoring energy is the business framework it is the aligned strategies it is what helps us actually create the conscious income and the impact that we want and then we get to go out into the world we get to really share our medicine we get to have our message reached by millions of people. And together we get to co- like really create a new collective reality. And that's something that it's, it's taken me years to realize the bigger picture in mm-hmm. which why I see so many women are awakening in. Depending on where they are in their journey, they may not necessarily be at the stage where they realize that their soul's calling actually serves a higher purpose for the world. But it's always a perfect place to be wherever they are. <laughs>
0: it's fascinating what you're saying because as you were saying everything I, I could hear that like it's almost like women like they've they've been in like high-end jobs and like they've had made more money ever than like what their ancestors or their female ancestors or even sometimes like their father's ever yeah. made Yeah. and then and then suddenly what's happening is they're leaving that world because that energy like you said the old male energy doesn't work anymore for them and they feel this weird Like it's almost contradicting who they are because they 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 feel lost and like who am I what am I and then they create these amazing businesses but then almost it's like who are you to to charge that price who are you to create that and suddenly all that doubt and like the feminine I don't know it's probably not feminine I don't don't know what the right things say but it's almost like they feel ashamed of what they've created and like who am I to share that
1: Oh my God I was in that space for years and I had a I had a six figure very comfortable job. I had tons of vacation days, uh, you know, like I didn't have to leave. I, I was making a really good living. And it just got to the point that it was killing my soul. Mm. Um, when, and I have coached women who had high-end jobs, lawyers, you know, doctors. They go into becoming um, a, a life coach or a relationship coach mm. or, a, or a Reiki healer. And they're charging very, very little money. Um, <laughs> partially, and I was there for a very long time. And so we started, started getting <laughs> that support, and partially I feel that we, because we're here to birth that new collective reality where we actually create from a place of mm. sovereignty, of wholeness, of divinity, of radiance. Partially, we are alchemizing all of that inside of us first. So when we are on the journey of um, when we're on the journey of sharing our medicine with the world, with other people, as the coaches, the teachers, the consultants. All of our stuff has to come up first for us to transmute it. It's impossible to teach the world how to own their worth if we haven't owned our own worth, right? Impossible to teach the world how to live from a place of radiance if we haven't channeled our own radiance. Mm. So the struggle, for the longest time, I was in that struggle, and I was just like, oh, my God, why is it so hard? And (laughs) partially it is, you know, just being good at what we do it doesn't necessarily translate to being a successful business owner because Mm. having, you know, being, it's very different to create a successful business than just being a good transformation coach. That is also partially the picture. But the bigger picture is that the struggle is actually us um, brewing our own medicine and drinking our own medicine. We Mm. can't serve that medicine to the world until we've taken it over and over and over, until we get to the point that that medicine is so potent in us that we're not triggered by other people because yeah. we've already owned our worth and technically partially in coaching you know if we haven't done the work it's very easy <laughs> to get triggered by our clients shadows <laughs> <laughs> never thought of that that's interesting yeah yeah it's yeah. it's very easy so it's it's i see it as the brewing process like all of that mm. magic is brewing and it's getting more and more potent and it's just about in the end it's really about us giving ourselves permission to be who we really want to be to do what we really want to do and to have what we really want to have which automatically causes a lot of shame because the collective the old paradigm you know there's so much (laughs) collective belief around we're not worthy to have what we want it's greedy Mm -hmm. it's unspiritual it's uncompassionate but it really starts with the waves of women that are awakening to this right now and taking ownership of our own consciousness, which is what sovereignty is.
0: Yeah. As you were saying, again, I heard something. (laughs) Um, It Almost like I feel like some women, when they start out on their business journey, like they're like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'm going to create this. It's amazing. (laughs) And then what happens is the old pattern of how they used to work is doing it by themselves. They think they can do it by themselves, but really we can no longer work from that space. It is all about collaboration or getting a coach or a mentor who can guide you because that old ways is, is, is actually holding you back from actually creating oh an amazing business.
1: Goodness, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and I try to, I, mean, I remember the first few years, I had like a spiritual coach, a transformation coach. I never thought about investing in a business coach. I don't know what mm-hmm. I was thinking because these days I have about, uh, I have three, I have two coaches right now <laughs> who are helping me. Um, so at the time it was like, oh, if I'm just passionate about what I do and I'm good at it because I've invested tens of thousands of dollars in trainings, it means I'm going to be a successful entrepreneur. I, 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 to me, it sounds ridiculous right now, but at the time that was my true belief and I operated from that belief and I was broke from that belief. <laughs> it, just, it was just, uh, like you mentioned, like just because we got to the point where we have an awakening and we realize we have medicine to share with the world and we become these brilliant coaches and mentors and practitioners and healers we're kind of still operating from the older version of us which is do everything <laughs> on your own trading time for dollars you know like hustle so that you don't have to hire anyone and then figure it out on your own no matter how hard it takes uh, how long it takes and that older self has to go that that just has to go that's like yes. it like she needs to be transmuted and transformed so that she can step into that fuller version of her who is giving herself permission to collaborate to co-create to get the support that she needs and partially this is also about really transforming from that uh from the what I call the middle class mindset to an <laughs> entrepreneurial mindset which is no it's it, creating a successful business, whether it's six figures, seven figures, or eight figures, some of my mentors are approaching eight figures, um, takes a village. It certainly Mm. takes a village. It takes, you know, so it takes so much. None of us can do this alone. It's just not meant to be this way, especially for women who are conscious, who feel that they have a bigger mission to fulfill in this world on our planet. It's impossible to do it on, on our own. And sooner or later you will reach burnout like I did. Or like being in yeah. debt like I did. I pretty much made all <laughs> the mistakes that I have to make.
0: <laughs> I relate, I was the same, like I start like I I, I kinda of left in, in two thousand and twelve on my journey and like you know, I was like, I'm going to be successful, I'm going to create this, and then ended up in the male <laughs> energy again, even though I was trying to balance the female energy, and then I got burnt out syndrome, and then, like, I went into the feminine, then I, I I lost a lot of money, but that was a journey, like you said, like, it's just part of the process, and then it was like, okay, I've done everything, I need a business coach, what is wrong with me? <laughs>
1: yeah. And
0: like, and then I realized, I was like, wow, I didn't actually know that I needed this, and when I, I would, and then what I found as well, what happened with me in the process is that, I found not the right business coach at that time. So I actually met somebody who actually was living in the old paradigm of the male energy. And that was, yeah, so that was making me like, whoa, what's going wrong? And I I just want to say guys out there, like, sometimes you can get the wrong business coach but it doesn't mean that you stay stuck and I stayed stuck for a while I think it was about a year and I was just like "Ah, how could they do that and like all these like limiting beliefs that are coming up and then I had to heal that and then (laughs) um, then I found the right business coaches who were all about the conscious side and like that it's just a different way of living and that was when everything changed and I think we should never just because we went with somebody who wasn't a right fit doesn't mean that we should let that now become our story.
1: Oh, yes. That's actually huge. I've actually, I've had a very similar story. I had one business coach that was absolutely the wrong fit. And I remember every single time after talking to her, I would actually regress rather than progress. Mm. It was just the wrong energy. I ended up letting her go. Like I paid full for 10 months and I had to let her go after three months because it was just really out of alignment with where I wanted to go. Um, it didn't stop me from investing in coaches. And I know a lot of women, like, especially if sometimes I have women getting on the phone with me and they would be like, Oh, last time I had a really bad experience. How do I know I'm not going to get screwed (laughs) over again? I, the thing is I can, I can live in that story. Like you mentioned, or, you know, my business is my business. Like it's not my last business coach's business. It's not anyone else's business. I'm the only one who can help myself up level. So I didn't live in that story. I actually hired other business coaches right away, the good ones and the right ones, yeah. and I just started quantum leaping like crazy. So yeah. it's really, you know, it, we it's it's about not not caring. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the term the victim consciousness. It's very easy yeah. for us to sink into victim consciousness because as <laughs> entrepreneurs, we are going to make a ton of mistakes. We're going to hire mm-hmm. the wrong people. We're going to lose money, or sometimes a lot of it. In my case. Yeah. But I'm not going to operate from that and say, oh, my God, I got screwed over. Therefore, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be committed to take the actions, to take my business to the next level. So that was something that I was really proud of because I didn't sit on that story for a long time. I just moved on. Nothing. I was angry, though, for a while. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and I think partially it, it, every, there's, there's never wrong. I'm going to say that no experience is wrong for yeah. us. No experience is bad. Like at the time I was really angry. I lost a lot of money. I felt I lost time. I didn't make any Mm. progress, but it taught me so much and it taught me things, the things that I really needed to learn in that stage of my journey in order for me to expand and to be able to land the right mentors that I needed. So it wasn't a bad experience. If anything, I learned more, you know, um, in, in different areas, not, so, not in business, but I learned a lot more about me and about and I feel, my boundaries. I was going to say, I feel like all of us go through that stage.
0: Like we all have like one awful coach who we've who we worked <laughs> with. It's like part of the process to actually know what you really need instead of yeah. what you think you yep. need. Yep.
1: Yeah. 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 And also I will say that, you know, um, these days we're all kind of, 2020 is a very, very different, I feel we're, we're called to step into integrity in the coaching and mentoring field, because it's very easy to hide behind a really awesome marketing (laughs) to to kind of like, oh, you know, look at all the things that I'm doing, look at the summits that I'm part of. It's very easy to hide behind that. And that was partially the reason why I hired that coach, because she had an excellent um, outer, you know, facade. (laughs) that that was like she had really great marketing and um but I feel 2020 our clients are looking for something more than just great marketing you know and I am both a coach and a client myself I'm really looking to connect with some someone on a deeper level I want to know them as a human being and I want to I want to know that I can trust this person to lead me to a place that I haven't been yet So 2020 is the year of embodiment. I feel that Mm. we're not just teaching things that we haven't embodied. We haven't made our own. We are, whereas in even years ago, when I first got into coaching, I remember at the time, you know, those complicated funnels were really big Buy my $7 (laughs) course. That's going to lead to a $97 course. That's going to lead to a um, $1,000 offer, right? Like, (laughs) like it was all about sign up for my free webinar, things mm. like that. And you didn't really know who you were buying from because they just had awesome marketing and were just like, oh, I'm going to yeah. buy. These days it's different because there are a lot more coaches and mentors and consultants out there. So people are looking at a different level of transparency. Yeah. And um, and it's a good thing because it actually forces, in, a, in the best sense possible, it forces all of us to embody our medicine, to really brew it to the point that it's so potent That when we Mm. stand out there and when we're sharing our medicine, it's not just we're teaching something that we just learned yesterday or we got from another coach. We're actually teaching um, something that we have alchemized on the inside.
0: Yeah, it's it's about living what you're teaching, and I feel that
1: yes. All
0: those kind of coaches that were pretending are kind of disappearing. I've seen a pattern recently, and it's the ones who are really, like you said, who are embodying who they truly are, who have been through what you're exactly going through are the ones that are going to help you to really just be your best version and help you to really grow in your business or whether that's life coaching or what it is, whatever you're kind of needing in that moment. Those are the ones to go with who actually have been through what you've been through.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is the new trend. In 2020, in coaching, in anything um, for entrepreneurs, you know, integrity is really coming back. Congruence is so important yeah. that we, we, we are our medicine. We're not just mm. teaching. We're not just sharing. We are the medicine. You know, we are the vision. Mm. So it's um, and it's a really beautiful place to be. It took me a very long time to get here, but it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful place to be. And at any stage, we are embodying something. So at any stage, there's something very potent that we can share. Yeah,
0: that's so true. And why do you think that women are so afraid to charge more within their business?
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I, I love talking about money. There there are actually several factors. One is that, um, first of all, um, money, we we tend to think about money as this piece of paper with, with a number on it. That's actually not what money is. Money is... Money is an identity. Our income is an identity. So Mm. when we are operating from a less than wholesome or less than sovereign identity, we cannot back ourselves enough to be able to charge the number that we secretly really want to charge because we're attached to an older identity who has not owned her worth, who has not owned her value, who Mm. has not lived from the most sovereign state of being that she can live from. So whenever I'm, whenever I'm doing money work with women, and and I used to be in that place myself, you know, I get to use that to get into where they are, to really get into their psyche and their consciousness and their energy. There's so much shame and guilt and fear attached to money um, mm-hmm. that all of us, I feel collectively, we're born into. An ocean of fear and shame and guilt right money is something that carries a very very strong charge um, globally so we can even finish these sentences like money is the root of all everybody <laughs> knows the word is evil right uh, <laughs> money does not grow on trees so All of us have been really programmed to, you know, that's on the mindset level. We've been programmed to associate money as something that is greedy, that is evil. But deeper inside, it's actually an an identity that we haven't embodied because we're operating from a place that is not, that is less than whole. We kind Mm -hmm. of see ourselves as less than whole. We see ourselves as unworthy. We see that our desires are shameful. Right. So that has to do with consciousness. But I've recently discovered with women on the deepest level, it's actually a disconnect with masculine energy. Uh So um, money is that king energy, that God consciousness. Uh And a lot of women, you know, even if we haven't experienced any kind of um, experiences in which we we were, you know, harmed or uh, abused at the hands of, you know, masculine I would say Mm -hmm. that historically both women and men have been victimized by Mm -hmm. the masculine by the patriarchal patriarchal energy so generations after generations after generations that energy is very very present in our DNA except that we're not aware of it so a lot of (laughs) men operate from that place a lot of women operate that from that place that we unconsciously resist allowing the masculine in to support us because we're mm-hmm. carrying all of the wounds from our moms, from our dads, from our grandmas, from our ancestors. You know, we've, humanity has had all kinds of, you know, the history is we, we haven't had a really peaceful history. We've had a bloody history in which villages were invaded. You know, women were raped, boys were killed, all by men at the time who were competing with each other, you know, for power, for money, for all these things. And this has, you know, all of these wounds are carried down in our DNA in both men and women. So the deepest layer that I found is that a lot of women are actually unconsciously resisting,
0: mm-hmm. being
1: um, being embraced by that masculine energy and being supported by that masculine energy because we don't feel safe. We don't feel safe to completely surrender to it and allow ourselves to place that structure or that framework Um, around our desire to expand so we can actually expand and anchor and this is the reason why a lot of the women um, coaches and teachers operate more from the ascension energy rather than the descension energy and both Mm -hmm. energies are needed in order for our businesses and our income and our impact to grow so this was a layer that I've recently discovered because it's something that I went through myself and um, it is it is definitely present in my work. But, you know, it, I find these days a lot of coaches work with mindset, work with energy, work with consciousness. Those are already pretty, pretty good. Like these are all of the important things that go into us claiming the fees that we desire to claim you know, like, and and be able to back ourselves so that we don't show up on a consultation call wanting <laughs> to sell something for $5,000. All of a sudden, oh, it's going to be $2,000, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's us taking a stand for ourselves, which mm. is masculine energy. Backing yeah. ourselves is a masculine energy. Being able to actually ask for what we want mm. is a masculine energy because yeah. women have been programmed to be wallflowers. You know, mm. a lot of us are have been programmed to like, oh you know just be humble don't ask for what you want because you're gonna look like a greedy bitch you know like things like that right it's just kind of yeah. like sit on the side and partially there's a law goes into the um, new age spirituality which when people take it to the extreme they go like i just need to manifest i just have to put my intention out there think positive and manifest it but the yeah. truth is I haven't met one person who's taken their business to the next level who kind of just sits on the couch and manifests all day, you know. So So all of these elements are playing into the reason why a lot of women are having trouble first asking for what Mm. they want and second, actually backing it and owning what they want. And then third, receiving what they want, which is receiving that masculine energy.
0: Mm. So true. And what I find fascinating as well is that, how can I put this (laughs) um like a lot of a lot of coaches are also wounded from like the kind of like their parents like shoulder pad like generation where the women were very like living in the old masculine energy and so they're kind of afraid to go into that masculine side because oh my mum might have been like that headstrong woman but they're afraid that they're gonna turn into that but they don't realize that that's not the new masculine energy no it
1: is not and I I usually don't like to use the words like shadow the shadow of each everything has a shadow there's the shadow feminine there's the the the, the (laughs) sacred feminine these are not words that I use too much because people have very different definitions but I'm going to say that there are polarities within each energy as well so you have the masculine that that is more shadow side that is more outdated that is like you know you're gonna work 18 hour days if you really want to up level you know you're gonna sacrifice yourself (laughs) right sacrifice your health nobody wants that i mean okay people do it but i don't want that my clients don't want that but Mm. without knowing the real the true the divine masculine we automatically when we think about that masculine energy we automatically assume that oh my gosh she's gonna make me work 18 hour days no way (laughs) so so it is Um, interestingly this is how this is this is the shift collectively that I'm seeing as well that more and more and again it's in women too Mm. I'm seeing more and more women awakening to this more divine masculine energy they're Mm. actually embodying the archetypes that are required for us to come into a union with the divine masculine and I'm seeing men doing it, but since I work mostly with women, I see yeah. more, I see a lot of women doing it. And yeah. it's interesting because the women then get to coach both women and men to embody the different archetypes that are anchored in that in the more divine masculine and the divine feminine energies. And um, and this is how we really change the world because then we give birth to our children. Who automatically because since we passed down all the ener- yes. energies we've inherited a lot of generational trauma mm-hmm. but i feel like our generation is really here to transmute it yes. and it's to end it and it ends in ourselves in our bodies in yes. our consciousness in our energy and the things that we choose to do and the missions that we're choosing to create mm-hmm. so as we're transmuting all of that and all of this is done through the work <laughs> with up leveling business and money it's amazing um, mm-hmm. As all of this is done, we're then giving birth to the next generation who are going to already come into the world more balanced, yeah. operating from a more um, unified place. And then they're going to give birth to the next generation and <laughs> the next generation. And that's how we heal the world. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. It all starts with us.
0: And it really does. Also, I feel like a lot of us need to understand that the masculine, the new masculine is more softer, oh my
1: goodness yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's beautiful he's it and i'm gonna say i was just in a shamanic journey and i was i asked i asked to show me to embody the 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 divine masculine or the new masculine Mm -hmm. the energy actually feels very playful it's -hmm. a playful sexy um confident magnetic um Kind of energy. It's not that harsh, you know, yeah. critical, like Ugh, in your <laughs> face. That is outdated. And I'm not saying mm. the masculine energy isn't very empowering. It truly is very empowering. And it feels very confident. And it feels like complete ownership of who we are, of our bodies, of our voice, of our truth, of our medicine. So it is empowering, but it's not aggressive. Mm. It's not aggressive. It's not violent. It is not. It's no longer rooted in competition. This Mm. masculine energy is about service. It is about outreach. It is about really reaching the people who are here to, you know, uh, receive our medicine and being able to communicate in such a way that they get it, which is our marketing. It's our messaging, marketing and positioning. So, So, you know, and circling back to like the reason why a lot of women are having trouble up leveling their income it's because they haven't worked with that new masculine energy mm. that we are required, honestly, to activate, integrate and embody in order for the conscious women to take our message and our impact to the next level. Like this is the requirement right now. And this is something that that's been shown to me over and over and over, you know, mm-hmm. more like the bigger picture.
0: Love it. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Wow. Um, we are coming towards the end of the show. It's gone so quick. Um, I've got a few more questions there for you. Um, the first yes. one is, what is your five top tips for someone who is struggling in their business, but they don't really know where to start?
1: Okay, so the first thing is to actually make a decision. I, I know a lot of people automatically <laughs> think like, oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. The first thing is to make a decision that this, this, I'm going to implement the changes now. Make a decision on, actually, I'm going to, let me backtrack. The first thing <laughs> is to actually get clear on the desire. What mm-hmm. is it that I really desire? So let's say if I'm I'm making $5,000 a month right now, I want to reach my 10K months consistently. We need to first have that desire. So feel into the body, get very clear what desire is there. And the second step is to then decide, not just to intend or like, oh, that would be really nice. I hope it's going to happen. <laughs> Really decide. Decision is a different energy. It's a very, it's a much stronger energy than an intention, which is, it'll be nice if I can't have it. No, we're going to claim it. We're going to command it. We're going to decide that this is what we want. That's the second step. And the third step is actually to surrender. Because Mm -hmm. we usually have an idea. And that idea is coming from an older version of us. So we have an idea. And that idea If that idea has been executed, but it hasn't taken us to that next step, it means it's the wrong action. That action is attached to an older identity. So the third step is really to surrender and let go of what we think is going to get us there, but (laughs) allow the inspired action to come to us. The fourth step is whatever inspired action is coming, we've got to take it because opportunity has a shelf life. Mm
0: -hmm. So many
1: times I see women doing the first three steps in a really awesome way but the moment the action comes it's uncomfortable because it's usually some kind of um time or money or effort investment and that action 10 out of 10 times is taking us out of our comfort zone because the only reason why we haven't created what we want to create is because we haven't stepped outside of that comfort zone right it's because Mm -hmm. we haven't done that thing that needs to be done so the next that step is taking the action. This is where 80% of the women are getting stuck. Once we take the action, the next step I'm going to say is actually that, that previous action is going to lead to the next action. <laughs> and then it's going to lead to the next action. The next thing I'm going to mm-hmm. say is to keep saying yes. This is when fear, the, 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 the number four action and number five, keep saying yes. This is where most of the fear is coming from. This is where the work is. So Mm. women have no trouble with the first three steps. They have trouble with the last two steps because the last two steps are the actual work in which we get to transmute the shame, the fear, the guilt, the blockages in order for us to get to where we want to go. And it doesn't happen slowly. All of these things happen very, very quickly if we just get out of our own way and just keep saying yes, no matter how uncomfortable it is keep saying yes no matter how scary it is Mm. because if there's something that we don't have yet it means there's an action that we haven't taken um i'm also going to add that the mentor of one of my mentors his name is scott oldford and he is a i believe he's he's reached a billion dollar mark he's a brilliant internet marketer and uh, he's created a lot of awesome courses he's also a mentor um, he said entrepreneurs, I, I forgot the exact quote, something like um, the only failure that entrepreneurs experience is the fa- the failure of execution, mm-hmm. meaning meaning there's there's always a next step. You know, the step can be hire a mentor. The step can be, you know, taking apart your this part of your business that's no longer that's no longer congruent with where you want to go which is something that I did last year this um this step can literally be you know partner up with someone whatever that step is it requires us to do something that we don't normally do in order to get what we don't normally get which is that desire coming into fruition beautiful I love those five top tips wow (laughs) you blew me away
0: (laughs) um it's, it's yeah everything I just think it's powerful and I think the more that we can really embody who we really are and what we're here to do is gonna help us to get to those next stages and not give up yeah
1: oh god don't ever give up don't give up it's just part of the process I mean we're gonna fail we're gonna fall you know things happen that those who don't give up actually you know like um, bridge vision and reality
0: Mm, absolutely what are you most grateful for
1: Um, oh man, so many things. (laughs) I'm actually grateful at this stage of my journey. Um, I'm grateful for, for my willingness to say, yes, I wasn't always this way. And it took me a very long time to get here because I, I was that woman who would easily do the first three steps. And when it came to that action and it would be like a huge investment or something, and I would be scared and I would say, no, And I didn't realize that I was rejecting myself. (laughs) So so last year, I made the commitment to always say yes whenever an opportunity would present itself, no matter how uncomfortable it is. And I'm sticking to it. And I'm always saying yes. I'm willing to say yes. And this year, I've had more opportunity to up-level, to really expand my business and income beyond what I originally envisioned I would. And I'm saying yes to all of it. And it's scary as hell, but I'm saying yes anyway. So, so I'm actually grateful for my willingness to say yes. But I'm also going to say I'm really grateful for my um, very high level mentors who are, you know, at the seven, eight figures who have already been there and seen the blockages that, you know, you know, like we normally experience. They've done it. So they're taking me to, you know, to the next level of my business and income and impact. And I, I really couldn't have done it without them. So I'm really grateful of that too. Nice. And what shines your inner lights? ah uh, it I feel like it's it's my um it's really my commitment to be multidimensional. I'm gonna sound like <laughs> her woo here. That I I when I grew up, I realized there was more um, than meets the eye. I, from a very young age, I realized that I'm living in a matrix. I was a born, intuitive and channel. And um, these days I, I appreciate that I can work on a very multi-dimensional level and that is my inner light. That is my soul, soul radiance mm-hmm. that my work is not just on one level, but I get to work on the level of spirit, of self and strategy. So that I can help people, so that I can really deliver my medicine on the highest level and help people, um, help women, you know, up level in their business, but also in their being, in their money, in their impact, in their feminine leadership. So it's, um, yeah, so what really shines my inner light is my (laughs) multidimensionality.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Thank you, Juliet, for just being who you are, empowering so many other women to really just trust in their own medicine and become the highest version of themselves.
1: Thank you so much, Gertz. Thank you for this
0: opportunity. Wow, what a Powerful interview. There was so many insights today. And I just think it's so important for us as women now to really embrace the divine feminine, but also to embrace the new divine masculine energy because that is where we're gonna grow and that's where we're gonna evolve and become the best version of ourselves and be able to to lead from a powerful space instead of feeling up and down like a yo-yo. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. Being financially literate is a powerful thing especially as women. That's a quote by Otanga Uwagba. For more information about the show or how to trust your inner light, visit my new coaching program at gerdshundle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit, lit.